Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. If you are listening to this conversation with little ears around you, or um, I would say even slightly bigger ears that you don't want to have in-depth conversations with about intimacy between you and your husband, then I would encourage you to hold off on listening to this whole conversation until you are on your own one evening or until you can pop in some earbuds or something like that so that um, this is a conversation that maybe uh, you don't have to be sharing in depth with your uh, young children today. Um, I'm so thankful for this conversation. I'm going to be having with a friend, Janae Miller. Uh, Janae has three children who are 22, 21, and 14, and has been married for 25 years. So she has been through all of these different seasons of motherhood. She's been through seasons with a newborn. She's been through seasons with a newborn and a baby. I mean, 22 and 21, there was a time they were newborn and one year old, guys. They didn't just become 22 and 21. Um, And then her 14-year-old was adopted. So that has its own unique um, circumstances that come into that with a family and a marriage. And having children who are that spread age gap of there being a season with teenagers and an elementary child still and Uh, What does that look like? What does it look like having young adult children in your home? I really am looking forward to this conversation because I have only done a couple of episodes about sexual intimacy in marriage specifically in one way or another. And today we're going to be talking about it from a perspective that I think is so important because it really is hard. It really is hard. So if you're feeling like, Man, this is a like this is going to be convicting or challenging for me. Please know that we are with you in this and that um sexual intimacy in the midst of motherhood, in the trenches of the diapers or the emotions or you know, children being awake at all nights of the hour, you know, all hours of the night because they're older. It isn't an easy thing, but it's such an important thing. And I'm so thankful that Janae wants to talk with us about this because um, not many women do. You know, this topic has actually been on my list for a very long time that I've been wanting to record to. So I'm so thankful that she wants to be a voice of encouragement and wisdom for us. Um, If you want to follow her, you can find her on Instagram for more encouragement at adore.abide.arise. And I will link that, of course, in the show notes for you. Janae, thank you so much for being here to talk about this. Mm, Thank you so much for having me and just opening the conversation. It's so important for us. It is. And it's an interesting one because it is such a challenge that I think it can also come with a real sense of, you know, guilt or condemnation or hesitancy to speak to because you would never want to be, you know, have a spirit of being critical or judgmental. But as believers in something that's so very important in a marriage, it's a really important conversation to be having. It is. It is. And I think um, how we talk about it is super important. And maybe that's one of the reasons why it's not addressed as frequently is because it is an intimate thing. It is something that's between a husband and a wife only, but we can 
talk about it and encourage one another in a biblical way. And I think how we talk about it, there needs to be a level of respect, a reverence mm-hmm. for God's design and um, a reserve in how we use terms. Like we just don't throw around words like sex and pleasure and you know, it has to be in the yeah. context of, of the design that God has created it to be a very beautiful thing that's undefiled. Yeah. I was very saddened um, seeing how many women were like celebrating or sharing or posting about um, that shades of gray, whatever that was, you know, that mm, was, it was a while ago, yes, so many years ago, yes. but I remember yes. seeing it and just being blown away that I thought the world is talking about this openly and throwing all of their philosophies and views on this. And women in the church are eating this up because the church doesn't talk about it. And, um, and it was heartbreaking to me and it wasn't all women in the church, of course, Sure, but I was blown away. I was just shocked. When I saw um, some Christian women, you know, oh, well, it's fine. It's just. And I thought, no, mm. this is sacred. This is yeah. absolutely not just anything. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You're usually in trouble when you say it's only or it's just. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you to preface it that way. So what does the world say about sexual intimacy while it will pair this with while in the trenches of motherhood? Because it is it is different. It's a different time. Yeah, it is a different time. And, um, you know, I think our society right now is um, really pushing heavy and loud that it's all about you. Mm -hmm. So if you're the mom and you're in the trenches of it and you're exhausted, well, then you're already giving so much. So you don't need to give more or you don't need, you know, it's all about you time. And and maybe you should take a weekend retreat or you should go to Starbucks or you should do, you know, all these things. So I think it it's very focused on ourselves and our feelings. Mm. And I think that we as Christian women and wives need to be very careful and on guard to know that this is the mentality that the enemy is using to really push through um, our culture right now. Yeah, I would agree. And even about you, I would even go to the place of saying it being about like your pleasure or yeah. your your enjoyment or your desires. And that's not biblical. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so then what is biblical? Because I mean, God's word, the whole book is obviously not a book directed towards, you know, marriage and intimacy. And I think probably some people might even say, well, the Bible doesn't really have much to say about this. Mm. What would you say the Bible has to say about this? And how can we use it as a foundational starting point as we want to have a biblical worldview and honor God in this area. Right. Well, I say we just go right to the very beginning, the very first chapter. I don't think he took too long <laughs> to get into that. Uh, Genesis 1, 27 through 28 says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. God blessed them together, which I think is huge. He blessed them and said to them, the first thing, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Then next is subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and every living thing that moves on the earth. So if we look at just that first thing that God said about this union between a husband and a wife, it's that one, he blessed them together. And then he told them to be fruitful and multiply. Um, 
in Genesis 2, if we just go to the next chapter and it's the forming, you know, the little bit zoomed in on the forming of making Eve out of Adam. And then he concludes it was for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And I love, I love that. And then Hebrews says marriage is to be held in honor among all and the marriage bed is to be undefiled. So I think God's word actually speaks quite clearly on a lot of this. Um, you can go into first Corinthians seven and how a husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife. And likewise, a wife to her husband, a wife does not have authority over her own body. So there, right there, we can stop. And that addresses the whole me centered, um, mm. society that we have. We are not our own. If we are believers, first and foremost, we belong to the Lord. And if he has united us in a relationship with our husband, then our bodies do not belong to ourselves. They belong mm-hmm. to our spouse. And we want, um, to live in a way and, and be intimate with each other in a way that honors God's design in that, because he says he blessed them, that this was the way that it was created to be. This is the best thing. And then mm-hmm. while we're in the <laughs> trenches of it, how we'll, we'll talk about it in this, this session, but um, it's hard. It's hard sometimes because we are yeah. human, right? And we are tired <laughs> sometimes, right. but, but I love that we need, you know, God's word, I think is pretty clear on that. No, those are all very, very, very clear passages, I think, about about marriage and God's design and his purpose in it and how we should be living that out. Um, let's talk about some different seasons of marriage because there are different seasons. Yeah. And I think if you've been married for more than about, I don't know, three years, then you could say <laughs> you could say there are different seasons. Almost everyone who listens to this has children. So you've already been th- welcome. You've already been into multiple seasons because, you know, <laughs> newly married is a season, right? That's its own mm-hmm. season. And then uh, being pregnant your first time, that's a unique season. And then having a new baby when it's your first one, that's a new season. And then when you have multiple children and then having children of different ages are different seasons. So Let's talk first about, um, you know, are there different seasons of marriage where we should maybe consider that circumstances might be different and that's going to impact things? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because that's life, right? Life is constantly changing and we're walking in and out of different seasons. Um, but the important thing, to, the seasons will change, but the fundamental truth of God's design never changes. And hmm. so I think um, communication is huge talking about um, all of these different seasons with your spouse and learning, you know, things like this, where maybe, you know, I've been married 25 years. So I've walked through some, some seasons with my husband, but I wish, oh, I wish I had somebody when I first had my, my oldest who would have walked with me because, you know, when you have your first baby, this little tiny person, this human being is completely 100% dependent on you all day long <laughs> and mm-hmm. sometimes all night long, you know, yes. and then I, my older two are, are close together and my husband traveled a lot. So I had two babies dependent on me a hundred percent for everything to survive. Plus my husband traveling across the U S he, we lived in Northern California. He traveled to Rhode Island and wow. I mean, for months and I had health issues with both of my pregnancies. So I was still recovering from my first um, delivery while I had my second delivery and I had things go wrong with my second delivery. So I had a lot of um, physical things going on on top of that. 
plus not knowing what I was really doing, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and I didn't know I wasn't, I was a believer in the Lord. I was a follower of the Lord, but I didn't have that same understanding or maturity that I do, you know, in growing 25 years of more mm-hmm. of walking with the Lord. Um, so there's definitely different seasons. And when they're little like that, or you're a new mom and that person is a hundred percent dependent on you, it made total sense that my husband got the back burner mm-hmm. because I'm up all night. I'm up all day. Plus, you know, cooking meals, cleaning the house, running errands, you know, doctor's appointments, whatever it is. Um, boy, when that baby goes to bed, so am I like, I'm done, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, or somebody, you have little toddlers and they're just clinging on you. They just want to be hugged and loved. And, and, you know, they fell and now they need a hug and they want to sit with you on the couch and you want to read a book with them. And, you know, that you have little people on you all day long. Then if you don't have that right mindset, and being encouraged and trained up in the ways of the Lord, then when your husband touches your shoulder and kisses you, oh, yeah. at the end of the day, you're like, oh my gosh, if one more person touches me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so because my mindset wasn't uh, correct, mm-hmm. I didn't have that biblical training. I didn't know those things. So there are real seasons. There are real emotions. There are real um, exhaustments that go mm-hmm. into being a young mother. But I think that there's hope and there's ways um, to not let it get to a place that it can be where it's detrimental and hurtful to your marriage. Hey, so I'll talk to just a minute to the mom who's touched all day long because um, boy, like I am there. Uh, yes. I have, I have a, my sweetest Alice who is four now. Um, she's so funny. Her, so her favorite thing like of closeness is to just tuck her hand right down my shirt. Mm. And, um, and she thinks it's like the coziest way to be. And now she just turned four. So I've actually been saying, you know, now that you're four, I'm going to hold your hand. Cause like we need to not be in public and have her digging in my shirt. Um, that's not a great choice. And, and all of the touchiness remembering. So I also have my one and a half, he's almost two year old who's very cozy and I'm holding him much of the time. So he doesn't die, you know, when we're like trying to do things, that's important. (laughs) And I'm pregnant. So then that also has its own like hormonal stuff that goes on with touching that like Mm -hmm. literally reaching down my shirt and touching me like has just sends shivers up my spine in a different way being pregnant that I'm like, yes, I'm actually going to lose my mind if you do this. So we're working on training that, but (laughs) What I want to encourage you in that is um, that when you are touched and touched and touched and touched all day long, um, my mom actually encouraged me in this. I remember her saying mm. that, I don't know, I don't know why she, we talked about this one time, but a very long time ago, if you're touched and touched all day long and then your husband gets home from work, you know, and he comes over and, you know, puts his arms on your, on your shoulder and you run off to do the next thing that someone has to do or you know, maybe even at the next level, maybe the kids are all in bed and you lay down and you're just exhausted. You just melt into bed because it's the end of the day and you are just beyond tired, you know, and he leans over and touches you and you know that this is a different touch than just an, I love you. Good night. Remembering he hasn't been touched all day long. Mm. And while you've been touched since six 30 in the morning, If anyone, what if, what if no one was touching him the entire day? Praise God. Isn't that what you want? (laughs) Don't you want no one and no one else to be touching your husband? But that is your job. 
Like that mm-hmm. is your gift as his wife. Mm-hmm. And your touch is the only touch, unless he got from your children, that's the only touch he should be getting all day long. So you really are on complete opposite, opposite spectrums. So when, when that touch happens and that shiver goes up your spine of like, oh no, maybe is your first thought, like quickly getting back to that place of truth of thinking, God, thank you that this man who you gave me wants to be close to me. Mm. Thank you that I am the body that he wants to touch. Thank you that I get to touch him and be and love him since no one else has. Thank you that my hands are the only ones that he accepts this from. Mm. Um, it's just a completely different perspective shift. And yes. when you realize, when you realize that that feeling of, oh, is because you've been touched all day long, it also really helps shift your mindset because you remember, oh, I love those hands that have touched me all day long. And he's part of that. Yes. We're a team in this that that's helpful. So you're not just like, why am I crazy? I used to love you and now I can't stand it. Like, not that you can't stand it, but there are seasons where even hormonally, Uh that helped me too to realize like there's something about hormones that in certain seasons, ways that maybe were a blessing to be close, maybe aren't in the same way during that season of pregnancy or postpartum season. Uh And being open in those seasons where touching is different with your husband to explain to him so that his, so he knows and doesn't feel like you're being critical or, um, or rejecting him in some way. Right. In that way. Right. Um, oh my gosh. I love that your mom took the time to explain that to you because I think that's, that's going to be key and huge for a lot of wives listening right now is to take that because that they'll remember that, you know, I'll remember it when I'm tired, <laughs> but you, that's what a gift that he hasn't mm-hmm. been touched all day. And so you get to be that one. You get to be the giver of that gift to him. And that changes your heart all the way right mm-hmm. there. And um, that coupled with prayer, because sometimes, you know, I lay there at night and I remember thinking, I really just want to go to sleep right now. Mm-hmm. But like you said, that touch, you know, it's more than just, oh, I love you. Good night. And to think, um, Lord, please give me that desire. Give me the strength. Give me the energy. Give mm-hmm. me the the will to be up for a little bit longer and share that intimacy with my husband. Mm-hmm. And it is always so, so blessed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I have said, um, I have had times where I've specifically even said like, Lord, I don't even want to allow, this is not even just an act of love towards my husband, but as an act of love towards you, mm-hmm. because I know this is your design for us. Okay. Um, and I have all, I have never regretted. I've never looked back, you know, when I do lay my head down for the second time to actually go to sleep, (laughs) I've never said, golly, I wish I had just gone to sleep. I know what a gift. And, and I think that God, you know, as God designed this, what a different perspective to say, Lord, as an act of worship to you, I'm going to love my husband tonight. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be because it's something you want. Our Mm self-centered, like you said, this self-focused society that we've fallen into that says, it's all about me. It's all about what I want. It's all about how I feel. God's word never says it's anything about how we feel or about what we want. It's about what we're doing to love and serve each other. And Mm -hmm. so that's biblical thinking. 
That is. I love that. I think it's good too, to remember that it doesn't have to be, I think, you know, as women, we can romanticize things and we, Mm -hmm. we love all the, you know, the tenderness that goes before and the, the adoring of us from our husbands and, um, and it it can be, you know, a, a length of time, but I think too, being a young mom, in, in keeping up with that intimacy, it doesn't always have to be this long mm-hmm. two hour romantic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can just tell you having like all the children and having a husband who works weird hours too, because there have been times that he's worked nights. And mm-hmm. so he's literally only home during the day. And we have, um, I mean, we homeschool our children. Right. We have a lot of them. <laughs> so it's not like, like, oh, well, they're in school. So now the house is empty. Like the house right. is literally never empty. Right. Um, there are always people here. So being creative and saying, mm-hmm. this is a blessing and this is what we have. So here we go. Yes. That's not just okay. That is good. Yes. Um, and that will be a blessing and be sustaining to your marriage. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Yes. Yeah. I remember, um, a friend of mine who's on one of your, your shows and she and her husband had, had teased about, um, well, they didn't tease. They were, we were just talking and they were talking about how in their home, if their, their bedroom is sacred, that is, that's a sacred place. Mm -hmm. And, um, if the door is closed and no one is dying, then there's no reason to knock on that door if the door is closed, unless mm-hmm. somebody's dying. You can wait, mm-hmm. and um, and they told us that they shared that with us years and years ago. And so I remember that and just teaching your children and having boundaries. They don't need to mm-hmm. know what's going on behind closed mm-hmm. doors, but that your and your relationship with your husband is um, the the one of the most important relationships. Right? It's mm-hmm. the Lord, and then it's our spouse. And then it's our children. Not that you love one more than the other, but it's the the position of the roles in that family. And so having that time together. So, um, you know, you could do things like, uh, you know, we're going to go wrap some gifts. And so you guys can't come in the room because you know, can't see what it is or whatever. I mean, you can get really creative. I remember one of my friends telling me that they would, that they would tell their kids. I don't remember who it was, but it's funny if whoever it was is listening. Um, I remember telling them saying that they would tell their kids that they were going to, they needed to go talk about their birthday gifts. Yeah. Um, or like, we need to go discuss Christmas gifts for you guys. So, and like, like, of course they're not going to interrupt that. Like that's a priority. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, So you can find little code words to to squeeze in times to be together Mm -hmm. because whether it's something very quick or it is a long romantic night, um, the, the fact of being one together and giving up the other for the, for the other mm-hmm. in that time and that um, way that is only experienced between the two of you is God honors that and rewards that. And so mm-hmm. it, I just want to encourage young moms too, that it doesn't have to be this long, you know, get out your special, you know, little nighty or whatever yeah, it yeah. is, you know, um, it, husbands feel very loved when we do 
um, initiate things, when we do take that time when they know we're tired. And I think that's when the conversation is super important too. You know, it's uncomfortable at first. I think even though it's our spouse and we can talk about anything when it's a new topic and it's sensitive Mm -hmm. information, I feel that sometimes it can be a little difficult to start the conversation. So just for example, you know, my kids are 18 months apart. My husband traveled a lot. Um, I was exhausted and physically I was going through a lot of Mm -hmm. hard things from both deliveries and, um, you know, when he came home, I said, well, you know, these were back in the day when you just like run to Target and do everything or run to Walmart and do everything. And so I said, I'm just going to go, I'm going to get diapers and wipes and da, 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 da. So in his mind, he's thinking 15 minutes and I should be back. Right. I'm taking my time going up and down every single aisle. Right. Just- this is actually <laughs> like a life giving moment here. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I come home two, three hours later and now he's mad. Because he's like, I thought you were just running to get diapers. And I'm upset because I'm thinking, what am I supposed to be? Just sitting here barefoot and pregnant and just mm-hmm. waiting for you to come home. And it, <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying that. And he's not saying that. But it yes. caused this friction. And he's okay with me sharing this because I think it's helped a lot of people in how we've learned to communicate. Mm-hmm. And what it came down to is we didn't know how to communicate to one another. So like you kind of said with him not being touched all day. He was so excited to get home to us, to fly Mm -hmm. back and spend time with us. And our kids were tiny. So we really, you know, spending time with me and the kids. And he felt like the second he got home, I was out of there. So he was taking it as I didn't want to spend time with him. And I was taking it as I just need a minute (laughs) to -hmm. breathe, you know? And so once we understood that, that it wasn't an offense against each other, that we really loved each other and we wanted to be Mm -hmm. with one another, but we had to work out a good system, you know? So I, he would take the kids to, we had a little zoo right by our house. He would take the kids and have some good dad time and take them for uh, lunch. And then they came home and they were little, so they napped. And then I felt refreshed. He got time. And then we could have our date in the house Mm -hmm. with our little baby sleeping, you Mm -hmm. know? So, but that took some time to figure that out. So I would really encourage young moms to have those conversations with your husband and figure out a good, in that season, what's good, how they're Mm -hmm. feeling about it. You know, I did, I had no idea that he was feeling neglected. Mm. And that is a great place to start, to start with asking, like, how are you, I think it would blow most husbands away. How are you feeling about, you know, our intimacy together? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a kind of a vulnerable place to be because it's potentially putting yourself out there a little bit, maybe for some changes that maybe feel hard or like, like something that you couldn't do well, but sometimes understanding like either like, yeah, I'm good. I feel good about things. Like, that's awesome. That's where we want to be. Right. Or honestly, like not so great. Like it, it disappoints me that we don't have, you know, A, B or C, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and even to the point of like, what would your, what would your hopes be? Because we do that in other areas of life, right? right like, right. I mean, if he never has laundry done, it's reasonable for him to be like, hey, if it's your responsibility in the home for mm-hmm. him to be like, Hey, you going to clean my underwear, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's okay. So that's okay to have conversations about these areas too. And to say like, what would your, what would your best be? Like, what would be your best? Um, and then think if, if, can I make that happen? Like, how could we make that happen? And I remember, I remember listening to a, I think it was a focus on the family podcast when I was early, 
early motherhood with our first. So that's such a strange time because, you know, your body's gone through so many changes too. And so like, you're not securing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but realizing like your body, like my body was such a gift to my husband still. Mm-hmm. And that the way that I saw myself was not the way that he saw me. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to be willing to hear what he actually had to say and accept that and truly hear it because my body is his. Right. Right. Um, And so that was totally new to me, but also listening on this podcast. And I remember her talking about scheduling in nights of appointments with Mm -hmm. her husband Mm. and even scheduling in specific nights that she would make sure that she would initiate something that she would be the one. So it wasn't always him asking because your husband knows you're tired and he probably doesn't want to be one more thing on your to-do list. Right. But like literally having it planned, um, And what a different, she said, you know, it seems like so unromantic. That's like the last thing that you picture when you're like, one day I'm going to get married and we're going to have a romantic life. And you're like, you put it on the calendar, but (laughs) but it really, it really can be transformational in you understanding what are your desires and how could I, how could I actually meet those and serve you well in that? Mm -hmm. And then what a gift to be able to say like, yeah, we, we are on the same page in this. Um, Mm -hmm. especially if, if maybe you're not right now. Right. Yeah. I think that's super important because there's going to always be seasons, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm almost 50, so I'm, I'm going through the premenopausal stuff and that, that brings a whole nother component to it than it Mm -hmm. did when the kids were little, or like I said, I had the physical problems from both deliveries. So I think just talking to your husband, praying with your husband, like you said, having those conversations where you're asking, Um, I think this is important to do just in your marriage anyway, but it just works out for us. Our anniversary is in July. So we have Mm -hmm. New Year's and we have July. So we have like this every six month check. Mm -hmm. So we ask each other and we go on a date or we go away for a weekend and we ask each other, you know, what went well, what's been going well, what are things we'd like to improve on and what are things we'd like to add or take away? And we cover um, different areas. We, we cover spiritually, uh, our walk with the Lord. We cover our marriage and we cover um, parenting and, and with our children. And with that goes like ministry and things like that, what we want to do as a family. And so those six month checkups just happen to be just perfect to help realign, to reevaluate, to keep short accounts. It's something intentional. So you don't have to wait till that hard moment Mm -hmm. to have a conversation because sometimes when emotions are high and Mm -hmm. you are hurt or he is hurt, um, sometimes those conversations don't go well because there's uh, usually a defense that comes up. Like, are you kidding me? I'm like changing diapers all day, (laughs) you know, and wiping noses and whatever it is. But if you are intentional about setting that time aside, Um, I think that can help also in this. Mm -hmm. And um, kind of as we wrap things up, I would encourage moms, it is going to look different in different seasons of life. Mm -hmm. You know, it may, it may be a season where you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to set a night and I would encourage you, like, make it happen. Like put it on your phone, like the same way you would set a date with a friend and you wouldn't just like blow them off and not go to coffee after all, because you were tired. Like, put it on your calendar, set a night and say like, I'm going to get back out that lingerie that I haven't touched in like a year or right. <laughs> however long, however long it's been. Um, or also being okay with, you know what? My body has changed. And that 
that lingerie that's up in that box from our honeymoon, like it is never going to go on this same body again. I'm going <laughs> to throw it away and I'm going to get something new and surprise my husband. If that's something right. that's a blessing to him. I mean, you know, your husband and you know what serves your marriage well. Um, exactly. You also may be in a season that like that is so far from where you are right now that if you are, I remember there was a season where I was so in the depths of babyhood with a baby who didn't sleep and a baby, like he was so high needs. My first was, Mm. um, my, my place of blessing was that I went to, where did I go? Somewhere where I could get shirts for cheap old Navy and bought myself like five t-shirts because he spit up all day long. And so I smelled like spit up when my Mm -hmm. husband came home every day and nothing says welcome home husband, (laughs) like a spit uppy person. But like, I knew I didn't have it in me to shower every day. Come on. Okay. Who does that with a new baby? No one. No, (laughs) Um, not with a high needs one who spits up on you and cries and doesn't sleep. Um, but, but I could change my shirt Mm-hmm. When you got home, so I didn't smell bad, or at least right. didn't smell as bad. <laughs> that sounds so awful. <laughs> it's true, though. I think it we all relate. True. I think we all have, you know, the spit up babies where you turn your head and you're like, oh my gosh, that's right. That was on my shoulder because I just yeah. smell it. <laughs> no, and maybe you're like, oh, that smells so sweet. And then everyone else gags. Um, yeah. So, regardless of the season you're in, I do, I encourage you to really pray and seek the Lord and ask Him, Lord, what can I do? And, um, and set a time to, Sit with your husband and ask him these questions and trust that um, the Holy Spirit is really going to use his answers and your answers as you guys work through this together to lead you um, to some new places of growth and to lead your marriage into a new season that will be beautiful in a new way. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Janae, thank you so much again for being here. This was oh, wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's so very encouraging. And I I really believe it's just going to equip a lot of moms to move forward um, into a new place. So thank you again. Thank you, friends, for being here with us again today. This was great. And I'll look forward to uh, joining you again next week. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.